Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! Yes. But I hate the fact you got that song stuck in my head. All right, so, well, welcome to Nerdables. As always, I'm Ari Rain, and joining me this episode are Chris and Ethan. Welcome back, Christopher. Hi, Chris. (laughs) Hi, Chris. It seems like a while since you've been here. Yeah, thank uh, you. You know, I have been here for a while, and we still haven't started. Yes, we have. Well, now, see, it's the little yeah, dots are going. We just wasted a whole bunch of time. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we don't have much. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, while you weren't here, we were uh, we were talking about Adam Kroll's podcast being sued. Um, apparently, there's a uh, patent trolling operation that's called uh, Personal Audio, and they've gone out and they've decided that you know what. Adam Carolla and a bunch of other people are breaking their patent on playlists. So, and I kind of found out a little bit more details about it that um, it's not podcasting in general, it's on the playlist side. So, if you're going to put up on iTunes, you have, you know, so like if Marvel you do Week, one, one podcast, it doesn't apply to you. But if you have multiples that come out in a series, well, no, actually, their, it's their it, patent is. Uh, as far as I understand it, when he was on a local radio show, it's what they're suing over their patent is the software that allows you to order your podcasts on whatever site, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it's what's the other one we're on? SoundCloud. SoundCloud or Look whatever. TV, yeah. mm-hmm. To put them in any t- any sort of any sort of order where you can pick and choose each one. That's what they're saying they own. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's considered a playlist. Right. So they're saying that they own the playlist. So. If they were to win, we would have to pay them in order to put our podcasts on in order to show where the newest one is. Um, how many yeah. have we done? Like 40, 45? The, this one is 37. 37. So it would just be a random number that would be on the top. It could be 12, and then when you click back in, it'll be 20. And then when you click back in again, it'll be 25. And it'll be difficult to find which one you're actually looking for, the newest one. So it's really just... There's a lot of people like this. Like they said, it's a patent troll. These are guys who go out and try and figure out if, uh, I guess, like, you know, something that they would consider copyrighted technology is right. out there, and then they try to sue everybody who's using it. And a lot of times the the, the real disingenuous part of this is that it, it's been hinted at that people do this on purpose. Yes. They wait until people use it, and then they go out and try and sue them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it would it would be like letting you... You know, I give you a. I can't. I'm trying to think of an example. So like, I give Ethan a car, and then he goes out and drives it, and then I tell him I'm suing him for driving it. It's sort of that, like that sort of thing. I give right. you a free car, but then three years later, after you, you ask him driving to watch it, your car, and he goes yeah, out and drives and it's it, just like. Thank you. But no, that's not it, though. I'm giving him. Well, th- no, this I, thing's I, moved I, out into like the I world the as ability, a free thing. Yeah, I have the ability to go buy a car and drive it, but Chris owns the patent to drive it. Well, so, see, yeah, <laughs> something like that. And one of the things is they don't go out and make new patents. They find existing patents, and then they get their lawyers mm-hmm. to sit down and find the littlest details, the littlest loopholes in that. Right. And then that's what they do is they put that together as their as their patent to go out and sue people. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because. This week, Adam is uh, Adam Kroll is having his benefit show for mm-hmm. the um, for you know raising some money for the his defense lawyers. Um, which, by the way, guys, I volunteered us if they needed any help. So um, I that kind of took that upon myself to do. So you know what? If you want to help out, that's cool. If, if they decide they want it, you know they need us our help, then if you guys want to do it, it's Thursday night, March twenty seventh. 
uh, and you know we can go down there and represent and you know help out, which you know this is a really good cause. Um, no, I would have loved to, but uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm working, so I wouldn't be able to make it that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, shut your face. <laughs> Anyways, tonight, joining us later, we're going to have Adam Corolla's digital content manager, Mike Altair, which, by the way, he's got the coolest last name because, you know, it's Assassin's Creed. Uh, he's going to be joining us on the show to talk about But the then again, set. you could also be butchering his name. I could be totally butchering his so name. So it could just be Altier. No. Yeah, it's Altier. Altier? <laughs> could no, be. it's Altier. That's so Altier. Yeah. We'll figure A-L-T-I-T. that out. We'll, we'll talk to him when he comes. When we we'll, talk to him, we'll figure that we'll out. We'll ask him about his last name, and we're going to get more details about the lawsuit and the benefits show. So okay, that should be pretty cool. There we go. Yeah, Adam was go- he said he said Adam was going to uh, try to be on the show at one point, but he's too. Fortunately, busy. we had conflicting schedules. We couldn't get him on at yeah. the same time. So yeah, our conflicting schedule is that he's busy <laughs> all the time. He went, and the, number the fact one that podcast. we have he is the number one podcast in all of podcasting, which yes, is incredible does. considering he used to be Mr. Burcham on. Kevin and Bean, in addition well, to being their producer and their content manager and their writer. And Didn't he, he also had a morning show at one point. He had his own morning show. That was part of the reason he went into podcasting, because he couldn't do what he wanted to do on the morning show. Right. He obviously started the man show with Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, not only was he doing voices and parts on uh, Kevin and Bean when he first started, when he was Mr. Burcham, but... He was their exec, you know. He was one of their executive producers. He was one of their content managers. He came. He was one of their head writer. Right. He came up with almost everything through those couple of years that he was working for them. Mm-hmm. He was the main content, uh, main content guy. So extremely talented dude. So I can understand so, why he doesn't want to bother to have time. With yeah. Us. So anyways, Adam's busy. So you know, you can't really get him on the show. Um, but there is a lot of other stuff that we need to talk. We should talk about before we even get there. Um, last week. Avengers, or uh, well, I shouldn't say Avengers. Um, Agents of Shield was once again preempted. It's Marvel's of the Agents. Oh, I'm sorry, of Shield. Ooh. Marvel's Ooh. Agents yeah, of Shield. Yeah, let's make sure we get it right because uh, in the vein of people suing other people for no reason, <laughs> but they're going to sue us for <laughs> yes, butchering. Disney's going to say you cannot use the wrong name. You have to. It's Marvel's. You say Agents, Agents of, of Shield. Shield. You're, we're suing you. So Marvel's Agents of Shield was preempted again, which I think right now since. January, they've only had five episodes. I think we figured out the other day, Chris, that there was, what, two in January, one in February, and two in March. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they had on um, their special, their documentary about assembling the universe, which is actually pretty cool because they Mm -hmm. went through everything from phase one and how they decided to put the universe together. They had Kevin Feige on there. Feige. No. It's not Feige. It's it's fake. It's it's Feige. Yes, it is. There's no I still way that don't guy's understand. last name is Feige. Yes. That man's last name is Feige. Yes. It's funny how we keep coming back to this. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> he was on there. Kevin, the Marvel... What? Kevin, please change the pronunciation <laughs> of your last name. He uh, he was on there. He, he's the you know he's the guy in charge at Marvel you know, Cinematic Universe. The uh, executive producer of Marvel Cinema, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah. He, which, you know, he's been Marvel around. Films. President of Marvel Films. That's what it was. He's been around since... Um, since X-Men. And he actually started on X-Men as like a associate producer. Yeah, he's had... And he's been on nearly every one of the Marvel films. You know, not necessarily the Marvel property, but every film that's been out that had a Marvel character in it, he's been involved in until now where there's the distinct separation between Marvel and... You know, uh, Sony, Fox, yeah, the Fox Marvel universe yep. and whatever. So he was on there talking about how they came up with, 
you know, creating the universe and who they were going to put in there, mm-hmm. considering that, you know, Fox had X-Men and Fantastic Four and all these other properties were out so there. So all the stuff that's already on the DVDs. So, uh, everything that's been on the DVDs, but they condensed it down and they went into Phase 2 and gave us our first looks at Captain America 2, you know, went into some details with that, gave us some more of Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, uh, showed us the, the Ant-Man footage that was shown at Comic-Con a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And gave us our first looks at Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. which was pretty good because they um, they showed a lot of the concept art and you know came gave away some of the secrets that are going to be in there. And yeah, thanks for giving away some of the secrets. I, I see, that and that's awesome. just it. I think that they should have left the uh, the Hulkbuster. They should have left all of it. Well, I, but things like things like the who, okay, who at this table was not going to see Avengers two and then watch that and go, you know what, I'm wrong. I'm going to go check that out. Ethan, Ethan's no, reason to be the first okay. day. But uh, would you have cared if they just showed the the concept pictures I didn't for? I care like, about all any of Scarlet it. Witch and, and no, Quicksilver? don't show me any of it. You just put the it. film up. That's all I care about. It just it drives me crazy. There's nothing anywhere. You have one of the coolest things in the world. You have everybody talking about the Hulkbuster armor. Yes. it's going to show up in Avengers two. You know, who's going to talk about it? Nobody because yeah. they already saw it. They saw it a year and a half ago. True. It's ridiculous. I'll still talk about it. Well, today, of course you'll still talk about it. You don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> If Hulkbuster armor showed up in Last of Us while someone from Walking Dead was inside of it, you would explode. There'd be nothing left. And they, and they were quoting lines from The Last of Us that he's never seen or played. So, um, anyways, today the one reason I bring it up today, March twenty fourth, you know, which this is one of our another Marvel Monday podcast since we are doing it on Monday and we have a lot of Marvel to talk about. Um, there were some pictures released from the actual filming of the movie Age of Ultron, which also. I know we've kind of said it off camera or off mic that uh, you know Jer- Jeremy Renner is definitely in the picture because we actually see pictures of him now, which there wasn't really any debate, I guess, except for the fact that he had kind of made some comments about his character, not particularly liking how his character was perceived in the yes. last one. Uh, let me translate that for you. Give me more cash. <laughs> okay, there we go. Robert Downey Jr. has a house that looks like Tony Stark's house. I don't. I would <laughs> like that house. So well, I'm really, quote, upset, unquote, with my character <laughs> as somehow I'm the guy with a bow and arrow, and yet I don't get to do as much as the guy who has a hammer that shoots lightning and flies and has really cool hair. Or the guy who turns into a green monster. Do you think he has cool hair? Monster. Dude, he has rocking hair. Just, look, just seems unwashed. Chris Hemsworth, man. It's awesome. Speaking of which, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, not his hair, but... We'll get to Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I hope we're um, not spending a whole segment on his hair. No, but they showed pictures of the Scarlet Witch, who her costume looks a lot. I mean, it looks almost identical to the concept you know that they showed it during the uh, Marvel's Avengers or Marvel's whatever it was. Marvel's uh, Avengers Assemb- assembling the universe. Thank you. Whatever it is. Um, Jeez. Oh my god. Shut up. Yeah, but yeah, Elizabeth Olsen looks amazing in it. Um, I, the Quicksilver. They showed some images from that. His costume, once again, oh I don't know God. if they went back and said, hey, we got to make ours look as weird as Fox's. <laughs> but once again, it looks really... I don't know what's worse is the, the costume or the mop the top. The hair? The mop top he's got. Well, for some reason, everybody's giving Quicksilver this really, this mop top. You know? I mean, most He the, looks horrible with that. Didn't... I mean, I've never seen Quicksilver with long hair in, in the comics. Have you? I thought I remember. I always thought his hair was kind of spiky. Well, even like right. the concept art that they show, they show him with like a crew cut, you know, like a short The concept, hair. it is. It's a crew cut. Yeah. And it's, I mean, actually, his hair is not even silver in the concept drawing, but I don't know. What do you think of it? Anybody? 
Well, it, I, I already said a lot it, of times so you see these kind of pictures and you really don't get the full effect of it till you see the film because <laughs> there's true. color correction and there's a lot of other stuff that is going to go through and you never know what these still images are. He could be using his powers at these point. So right. it may look different. That costume may look completely different once he's using it. The Quicksilver costume, probably not what she's going to wear the entire time. I doubt they're going to put her in the you know leather bustier at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going with that I think they're all. going more with the look that she had in... Uh, the Ultimate Universe, which really the Avengers is based off of. Right. Well, it also has a look that um, kind of resembles the look from um, the cartoon series, um, Evolution. Except for she doesn't have the short, you know, short spiky hair. As far as they didn't make her hair more red. I, that's what I was wondering, too, when I saw the pictures. It doesn't but again, look... you never know. Everyone wants to do everything in color correction anyway, so... True. Or in post-production, so you never know. We'll fix it in post. So speaking about hair, and you did bring up Chris Hemsworth, oh, he God. had twin sons today. Congratulations. Yes, and I was... Uh, there's was been it a, today, or was it... I thought it was yesterday. It could have been yesterday. Um, recently. Recently. Within the <laughs> last few days, he's had twin sons. He should name them Thunder and Lightning. No, it should be th- I, Thor and Loki. No. Yes. That's that, too obvious. Kevin and Bean had said that this morning. I was like, yeah, that would be perfect. Nah, he needs to name them Thunder and Lightning. No, could you imagine in school, though? Uh, Thor Hemsworth, please come here. That's too easy. Like, okay. For all of the celebrity names, you know, like Apple and Blue Ivy being Meadow, one word yeah. and all that other crap. <laughs> Thor and Loki's too <laughs> on the nose? Yeah. Well, no, it's not that. It's just it's too normal. There's a lot of people named Thor. <laughs> too normal. You know how many people uh, no, are named Thor? Uh, yes, I get that. So you can name them Thunder, Thunder and Lightning? Thunder and Lightning. Or name them after uh, Odin's Ravens that all of a sudden I can't remember the name of. Well, Bethan made a comment. Should, they should have at least their first name should be with a T and an L. So at least that way you still can kind of, you know, you have that a little bit. Seriously, we're talking about the names of Chris Hemsworth's children. <laughs> Keep scrolling. <laughs> but see, what you got to do is one of them, if you did name one of them Thor, he's got to have the long blonde hair the whole time. And That's if he has blonde hair. You know? No, is he supposed to paint the other child blue? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do the other hair, you know, the other kid's probably, hair black. He would. Wow, Odin's ravens are Huggin and Munnin. That's what he should call them. Huggin, Huggin and Munnin. H-U-G-I-N-N-M-U-N-I-N-N. Hug in and mun in. Sit on. It See the thing I'm worried about is like so wait, the kids getting like teased in school. They're like Chris they Hemsworth's them. kids. They are it not doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's angry about Superior Spider Man. Oh wait, he doesn't know Superior. No, Spider-Man. he doesn't care about the Superior Spider Man and and uh, Amazing Spider Man. Which, by the way, Amazing Spider Man is going to one issue a month, which is unusual for the uh, Amazing Spider Man. Because uh, they've already confirmed that issue nine of Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> is going to start, yes, April the April to November is eight months. He's trying to count it in his fingers. Seven months. Okay. April, June, oh, May, yeah. July, <laughs> August, September, September October, October, November. November. Eight months. Eight months. So that would be basically eight, nine issues. Issue, eight, eight, nine issues. Because it's supposed to start, uh, Amazing Spider-Man starts in April. And then you'll have where the hint to what I'm getting to is uh, the Spider-Verse event is going to be hinted to in the free comic book edition. So there's your ninth issue. <coughs> so what, what I'm talking about is Dan Sloth <laughs> has come through and said that, that they're going to um, bring every Spider-Man that's ever been created back to fight this massive war against... Um, 
was it Morloon? Mm-hmm. Against Morloon. And it's going to start taking place back in 1806 when the Spider-Man that was in the... was It, it was in... No, 1602. Because the 1602, Marvel 1602, where they first showed a Spider-Man in that, uh, with that miniseries. Spider-Man in India coming back? Spider-Man in India? Yeah. There was, an, there was an Indian Spider-Man. Indian. Oh, Indian. I thought you said India. It is India. Is it India? Spider-Man. Indian from India. <laughs> okay. Not Native American Spider-Man. No, not Native American. We would have said Native American. Native American. Native American. He's a Native American. <laughs> made of American Merc. So it's going to go from 1602 all the way up to 2099. So you're going to get every Spider-Man incarnation that's ever been created into this Spider-Verse. So basically, Spider Island, but you know, expanded with but using mm-hmm. all the Spider Man. So you even get the clone Spider Mans in there. What do you think of this, Chris? Too much? Too soon? Too? Can you handle that much Spidey? Well, Marvel continues to make everything into an event, and yes, never really lets their books breathe, except for a few, which end up being some of the most popular books, like Hawkeye, Daredevil, She Hulk the new Miss Marvel, even the new Captain Marvel. The books that they seem to let to breathe and kind of do their own thing are the ones that, while they may not make headlines every single month, they stay consistent. And they have a fan base that is very loyal to them where a lot of people jump off this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Dan Slot has been kind of on a roll. Well, I mean, Superior Spider-Man. So it's a cool idea, but I kind of wish they waited a little longer than just nine months. <coughs> so do you think they're going to spend the whole nine months building up to it? Or I would imagine so. I mean, if you're going to do something this big, I can't imagine that they're just going to throw something out there. And it's, just, it's like not just going to be held it. into the Amazing Spider-Man book. It's going to be, there's going to be some tie-in books and things like that as well. Well, that's what they always do. They have, Right. We don't want to interrupt the other books, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you... Amazing foes of amazing spider, amazingness, special <laughs> verse part four. Yeah, there'll probably be a song book, like a verse book. Then you get you'll get Carnage verses and Carnage, you know, which they always do. I mean, you always God if Carnage is in this. Talk about Carnage rain. is already in. He's uh, confirmed. Oh my God! They're every every incarnation that's that has worn a spider on its chest or been associated with Spider Man that is a spider type character is going to be in this book. They're saying that there's going to be like a thousand different Spider-Men. So I'm wondering if Miles is going to end up in it, if they're going to converge those two universes. Because there's been well, if it's every Spider-Man, then it's probably going to have Miles. Because I've already there, the image that they showed already shows Superior Spider-Man in there, so it's going to have everything. And I think I think it's going to be just one of those things that goes through the whole timeline of Spider-Man. So you're going to get to see you know Peter Parker in its different costumes and the clones and. You know, the symbionts, you know, all of that stuff, all the way up to 2099. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it should be interesting. I don't, I, th- I see a lot of people jumping onto that book just because there's so many different Spider-Men. And it is Dan Slott's, so it should be pretty good. No, and that's um, fine. I mean, I haven't seen anything about the artist yet involved. It's uh, it's right on there. It's, Olivia, it? it's Oliver Copio. Or Olivier Copio, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, so we have that to look forward to in November. They did show a couple uh, panels from the uh, 1602 Spider-Man. Well, now we know why it's monthly, too. It's probably going to take Olivia Copiel nine months just to do the first issue. Right. <laughs> and then apparently they've shown one of the uh, 
one of the covers for it that shows you know, all of them, including. Do you see the bag on there too? From mm-hmm. when we was part of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And then it's got yeah, it's got the white spider costume. Uh, it looks like it's going to have every. I mean, really every Spider-Man that's ever been involved. Well, that's what they're saying. Probably the only one they won't have is the uh, Superboy Spider-Man amalgamation one from DC, considering that DC owns half of that character. Well, even Spider Dog looks like it's going to be in it in the picture. One of the pictures they showed, um, they showed a, a caption of all of the. Can't get to it now. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get much better. So yeah, it's. I mean, in the image, you can see Spider Dog right in the corner, um, sitting there with Spider Man eating. You get one of the clones of Spider Man, and Ooh. yeah, just everybody. Uh, There's even it looks ben like Riley's original costume when he was a Scarlet <laughs> Spider. Ben Riley. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said Pat Riley. No. Pat Riley is not a Spider-Man. <laughs> I know. Uh, it looks like Spider-Woman's going to be in it, too. So they're going to not just have Spider-Man, but just Spider-People. Spider-People. Spider-Woman, Spider-Girl, Spider-Boy. The correct term is Spider-People. They're going to have all the Spideys. Why, is, why, is, why does Spider-Man have to be a man? Why can't Spider-Man be a woman? Spider-woman. Okay, feminist Chris. Um, enough, enough of that. Oh, one of the other things that was happening today, um, they released another trailer for uh, uh, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like the full, like the actual official full trailer, isn't it? It's the 40th trailer in 40 days. Yeah. Showing it's, 40 different characters. I have not seen a single trailer for that. Don't. I haven't seen a single one. I don't want to. Good. I just want to go see the movie. That's what you want to do. I like how people are now like, well, you know, the X-Men movies are really sketchy. I'm like, you had one bad one out of four. How's that sketchy? Oh, speaking of which, we were just watching um, the first X-Men movie this morning or this afternoon before we started doing the podcast. And Storm's accent, and it keeps going in and out. I never That's realized. That's why she dropped it for the second one. Right. She couldn't keep it consistent. Mm-hmm. But it did. It, go, it went in and out the whole time. Supposedly, Brian Singer actually told her, stop trying to use the accent. There's just no point. But yeah, I, I had noticed it until this time <laughs> I was watching it. What happens when a frog gets hit with a bolt of lightning? <laughs> Same, Same as everybody else. Frog legs. So, yeah, anything else in Marvel news that we should know about? Not that I can think of offhand. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be back on next Tuesday. Uh, next year. Which will be April something. A- Asians with S.H.I.E.L.D. will be on Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Asians with S.H.I.E.L.D. will be on next year. Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe. They only have one agent on there. Yes, Mon the, the only good character that's on there. Uh <laughs> Yeah, seriously, five five for new episodes in, in an entire year. <laughs> yeah, how do you build up any sort of? Because it's, it's Disney and they have money and they don't really care. No, I th- I think it's because they have something going on with Captain America, and they want to make sure it hits at the same time. Yeah, that was the thing we came up with a little while ago. Is that I, it seems to be that they're going to hold. I don't know. It just seems whatever like they, they, they said. That, well, not they said, but it looked like one of their one of their episodes has a big reveal about the cat movie or something or something that goes along with it. Like, mm-hmm. while well, the cat movie's happening, it's, it happens. Right. So releasing it because you're like, hey, I just it's like the ruined the cat movie. Yeah. That's why um, I think they're waiting till next week because Cap comes out on Friday of next week. Yeah. It also may be, like you had suggested, that at the very least they're tweaking it. Right. To some degree. Mm-hmm. Or it may be, you know what, they didn't know how many episodes they were going to do. So they only shot the first half. And they thought like, they were getting I canceled. had six months off, and now i got to come back and do well, more they, episodes. They had said they, they, had, they had been planning to do a second season early on, but I think they, right, but that may still, have been kind you of... You still don't start spending all your production money 
before you no, have no. the money, unless you're Zachary Levi. But then you are able to, uh, they, uh, you're like, even having a second season, you can still get that canceled very yes. easily. So if you start producing all these episodes that are never going to come out, you just have a whole bunch of crap of, uh, that no one's going to see the light of day and you can't spend the type of money that they're spending on that sort of thing. <laughs> right. No, no, I totally agree. And But I, I do think that, you know, when shows usually don't consistently air, they are going through some kind of tweaking, whether it be that they just decided to add something to the episode or they've decided to go in and change things because... There's I just wonder how far in advance they're actually shooting these well, these episodes because, like, following Stephen Amell's page for Green Arrow, or Arrow, I guess, mm-hmm. they're shooting, like, three weeks ahead. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, he's talking about the season ender right now. That's four weeks from now. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Clark, it's just amazing. Clark Gregg was on the Nerdist podcast back in November, I think, and he was saying that their production schedule is basically like Arrow's. They are about three weeks ahead. And I guess when you have that kind of logistical problem and you don't have much of a of like a standard set. I mean, obviously, like a sitcom, you could probably shoot 22 episodes in 22 weeks and be done. Well, sitcoms, sitcoms work. They do. They shoot. Through, they have a schedule. They of shoot three for weeks. the week. No, they have three weeks. What it is is the first week they are shooting script one. While script two is being prepared and script three is being considered, I'm just saying, ostensibly, you can shoot a sitcom, a right. three well, camera set sitcom. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they're doing this. Right, what right, I'm right. saying is, you can you can shoot a sitcom very quickly. Versus Agents of Shield has a plane, and that's the only set that's constantly built. Right. Everything else is location work. So you're probably having trouble logistically trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to shoot that sort of thing. I know Law and Order did that for a while. Sure. They were shooting just in New York. They had so many problems trying to figure out how to get these separate locations that they were shooting multiple episodes at a time mm-hmm. wherever they could. So I guess that, that would be something for it, too. It just well, seems... What I'm wondering also is if they... And we kind of talked about this once in the podcast that I'm wondering how closely they're tying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are going to try to change tie Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to the movies. You know, Thor Thor was filming before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually being shot. Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy are the first two films that have actually been filmed during the shooting of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So are they planning maybe to tie them into the films more closely than they did with Thor? I Because the way that they keep insinuating... If they do, hopefully they don't do it as clunky as they've been doing it. Right. Because it's been absolutely horrible. It's been so shoehorned in and so pandering mm-hmm. and so stupid. The the Thor thing aside, I thought the, the, the cleanup issue was perfectly fine. Yes. You know, everyone was completely, oh, that's it. That's it. I was like, that's that's the sort of thing that they would do. To have a minor character like Sif come in and do something, that makes sense to me. Right. You know, if Falcon were to show up, that would make sense to me. You're well, not there, you're not going to get Chris Evans to do an hour long. There episode. is a rumor that Chris Evans is coming in, and they've been kind of hinting to hinting to it on the show by when the you know when they showed. The I shield. imagine if they had something like that in a show that's in Jeopardy, maybe. Well, I don't want to say trouble, but is not necessarily something that's super well received. And you would think that Disney isn't so blind, right, as to not understand that. The seeming majority of people that are commenting, and that it's it's a smaller piece. I mean, obviously, there's more noise on the internet than there are people. There's Correct. a reason why everyone says, "Oh, Transformers Two sucked," but it still sold 800 million tickets. Mm-hmm. But at least that they're aware that they're that that coveted type of buzz, that coveted type of 
nerd praise or whatever is not there for that show. Right. Where it is for something like Arrow. Most people who don't like Arrow just don't say anything. Right. The people who do go on and say, I really like this show. This show's fantastic. More people hate watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and grow on the internet and like, this is stupid. This is dumb. Right. You know, why the heck is Garrett we've, actually we've the most bashed- brain dead agent in the history of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I mean, we've bashed Agents oh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. God. and we, uh, we still watch it. If they had something like that, like Chris Evans is going to be on our show you, for the entire show, would you not be promoting that right now? No, oh, there's sure. a movie a week. And that's why I don't think it's going to exist. May he have a cameo? Yes. And maybe there's it, something where they pass by the the helicarrier when right. he's fighting on the thing. Yes, you shoot a a a, a far you know a, a wide plate of him fighting on the helicarrier. Let's say it's in the movie or something. Right. And they show the jet. I'd see, I'd almost say if you go to see a, a, the cat movie, maybe you see the jet flying mm-hmm. in the background or something, or they may mention it. Yeah, that type of thing can be in there, but it's so hard to do organically. The way that they've done it so far, the way they've tied right. themselves into it, when you do it where it's the focus of an episode, the whole Thor cleanup thing, that was the focus of that episode. Is they're going because they have, uh, uh, um, why can't I remember Clark Gaggs? Agent Coulson has experience. <laughs> I was with, trying to figure out what you're talking about. Uh, with that, with you know, dealing with an Asgardian, so they bring him over to kind of help they out have, with well, the, the cleanup. cleanup. Well, they're part of their job is being right, and that through. makes that makes total sense to me. Instead of like just dropping the. You know, I'm going to get you to go guard Blonsky. Shut up. But would it's you, just so, but would and, you and especially have, early. Oh, God, those first few episodes oh, yeah. that they tried to horn in. Would you have preferred, though, that the, the cleanup episode be something they found that was left over from the movie instead of creating a whole new piece that they, you know. Uh, there really wasn't anything in the movie to left over. And, and I think if you do have something left over from the movie, then you're tying it almost too much into it. It's not its own thing. Okay. Who knows what they do? I mean, obviously, if... If Cap 2, if Winter Soldier is going to change S.H.I.E.L.D. as much as people seem to think it's going to change right. S.H.I.E.L.D., change, change the very basic of what S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's is, what, that's what your second season is going to be totally different. Marvel has said that Cap 2 is changing everything, that from now on, the Marvel Cinema Universe is not going to be so S.H.I.E.L.D. central. That you know, Up until now, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been pretty much setting up the entire Marvel Universe. They just rewrote that when they found out they're not getting a season two. <laughs> Quick, so, we have to recap the cap. We have to rewrite the cap movie and well, see, blow up Shield. If you put Chris Evans in in Agents of Shield, or if you put Agent Coulson in Cap Two, <laughs> you have to have a scene where Cap and Coulson come together, and you have to have that explanation. I could totally see Coulson in Cap Two because that's part of again speculating on what it is. And again, I've only seen the one trailer. I've tried to stay away from as right. much of this as I can. There's obviously an undertone of. Steve Rogers finding reasons not to trust S.H.I.E.L.D. It already started in the first film yes. when he finds the weapons. But if there's going to be that continuing storyline of Steve finding different reasons not to trust S.H.I.E.L.D., right. having Coulson come back to life and not tell anybody mm-hmm. is going to be part of that. I can see him being, you know... So you could you could see Coulson showing up. On, I, I would totally say that. And then carry that over to the actual TV series. Possibly, yeah. Because then you wouldn't need Chris Evans to come back. Because have- the TV series has that sort of push the he's looking for fury right samuel jackson's not showing up on that show again not to play that major of a role you can play out that small piece of it in the movie now there's always a danger to that because you're getting people that watch the movie and you're telling them you have to go or i'm sorry getting it to watch the tv series and you're telling them they have to go to go right. see that movie 99 percent of the people that are watching that series will that aren't watching it just to see how stupid it is are going to go see that film right so it's it's easier with that i mean it's harder like if you were to say 
if you make a movie for a TV series where you're like, hey, we're going to wrap up everything in the movie. X-Files. We're going to wrap up everything in the movie. I don't want to go see a movie. Wrap it up on the damn screen. Right. Maybe something different. I, I, or if you're telling people that you have to go, if you're trying to wrap up Cap Two in Agents of Shield, you're telling people to watch. Yeah, that, the that's the stupidest thing in the world. Right. If you if if you do a movie to a TV series to a wrap, that's dumb. Right. That's if they do that. Marvel's done, and you're just no one's going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. But could you? Well, could you see the the extra scene at the end of the movie be involved with Agents of Shield? I don't think so. I think they'll continue it to be movie to movie, movie to movie. To movie, to movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think you'll see the. Because Guardians is so close, I think you'll see, and, and Guardians obviously is teased in uh, in Thor two. I think Cap will tease Avengers, which should be I the think next so. film, right? Isn't Avengers the next one? Avengers there isn't a movie before Avengers two next uh, next next spring. Just Guardians? It? No, I mean next spring. No, no. yeah. So you just have I, Guardians. Yeah, I think you'll and then, see whatever's at the end of Cap to be right. And then in 2015, we're either getting three or four Marvel movies. I think we're getting three at least. Well, wouldn't they've already announced everything for 2015? The ones that they're talking right now are um, Ant Man, because Ant Man's supposed to be in the before Ant Man is supposed to take place right after Avengers, so like the month after Avengers. And then, yeah, but that's already announced. The stuff that they're announcing and then there's is the 2016. Right. Isn't Ant Man the fall one? Well, no, no Cap- Ant Man is in June or July. They're going to release that movie six weeks after. It's Avengers? really close after Avengers. That's dumb. But then they're talking. What do I know? Mar- Marvel's made eight gajillion dollars, right? I'm just sitting here telling them, "Stop shelling me previews." Um, real quick, uh, I know we've been talking about this offline. Um, we've been talking about um, Zachary Levi and the whole <laughs> his whole you thing with Comic Con. You don't want to start this. No, I, I do. I, I do. No, you don't, because I know how much you love him. No, it's not this. that. But there's Comic Con. Their actual website addressed questions regarding Zachary Levi and his. Um, his Indiegogo his scam. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the the biggest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His charity, which is saying my charity is Operation Smile. Oh wait, no, my charity is Zachary Levi. Well, that's the charity. There, I mean, you have to give it some point. Um, some no, I don't some credit. Okay, what I what I agree with you about this whole thing is that his Indiegogo is not providing any uh, prizes or any. Contribute. There is an, easy, there is an easy way to solve this. There was an easy way to solve this from the start. Get sponsors. Well, he's not getting sponsors. Well, right. Let, let's go all the way back. He's not getting sponsors. There's a reason why he's not getting sponsors. Right. But there's a reason. There's a reason why sponsors backed out on him last year. I first learned of this when Zachary Levi did an interview with Kevin and Bean, which is a local radio yes. show here in LA, a morning show. And as I'm driving and he's explaining this, I'm looking at my radio instead of the road going, what the F are you on? Are you crazy? What he explained from last year is that he said he secured sponsorships for his entire Nerd HQ. And for those of you who don't know, it's a huge event now. He rents out Petco Park, a baseball Mm -hmm. stadium that's right by it. And he throws parties for himself, and then he throws parties for all these other people. And then he has he has, he has a couple of events. He has panels that you can pay to get into that right. are smaller than Hall H. I have no problem paying to get into a panel because that money is the money that's supposed to go that to... That is the money the, that goes yeah. to charity. But he also has... What does he have? Like gaming consoles or something? There's like a lounge area or he something has a like la- that, right? He has a lounge area. And there's like also, phone chargers or some stupid crap like that. Yeah, and then he also... Uh, okay. They did in the movie... They did a movie in the park. Right. The, the, so they, they rent out. They do right. a lot but of... Here's, here's the, this is what happened last year. Is He said he secured sponsors, and then those sponsors backed out on him. Okay. What he's saying is, I went to these people and thought they'd give me money. 
and then they didn't, which means he didn't get any money. Right. That would be like you telling me to go pick up an Xbox 360 for you or an Xbox One for you. Right. And you'll pay me. Not a chance. You have to give me the money, money and I'll go front. get it. So he threw this event and said it cost him thousands and thousands of his own money out of his own pocket. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, dude. So this year he's decided to go to crowdsourcing. Right. The 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 wave of the future, crowdsourcing. This is exactly what people hate about crowdsourcing because this has nothing to do with the people who are actually funding his project. Right. Because when you fund a project like this, when you fund a project on Indiegogo or Kickstarter or whatever, then you want to sit there and not sit, you're, you're gaining some sort of exclusivity for your push in. Yes. When you have something like a movie, a TV series, a comic, a web series, whatever, then yes, you're producing content that those people can see. Right. Now, yes, I know he streams his panels. Boo, whatever. I don't care. Right. Well, but is- the basis of this... Of him to throw this four day nerd party. Sure. If you give money, you get Jack. Well, that and see, and that's where that's where I agree with you on this. I, you know, I can see that. Okay, it's going to cost a million dollars, or possibly. A Here's the other problem: to rent, this is, to, to rent out all the equipment, to rent out the the locations and everything. And again, I'm not I'm not debating that he needs a million dollars. I right. don't care. Here's his problem: you're an idiot to come out and tell people I need a million dollars so I can throw a party for myself. And we're going to raise money for charity. How much are you raising? Two hundred thousand, right? So he's going to get to say one point like two million, and I'm going to I'm going to give two million. I'm going to give two hundred thousand dollars to this operation. Well, when you look, but when you look at the bulk of it, the bulk of that money is to go to get the venue, to get the equipment. I know what it. the money's right. for. Okay. I don't care. My thing is here's the other thing. He didn't used to throw it in Petco. He used to throw it downtown. That is true. In a much smaller venue. That is true. He doesn't need Petco Park. I well, that was where I was going with this. If you are going to throw it at Petco and you want to keep getting that bigger and bigger event going, then to me, I would have offered things for the contributors. You know, okay, you get, you know, if you contribute so much money, then you'll get to get in all the the events for free. You'll be, you know, you'll get backstage passes. You'll get meet and greets. But the thing is, he can't raise a million dollars with just people going to San Diego. He has to get people that do other things. Here's, there's three easy things he could have done. Number one, T-shirts. Sure. You put a T-shirt, you put the Nerd HQ logo on it, you put on the back, you know, Nerd HQ 2014, and on the sleeve, it has the website for his charity, for right. Operation Smile. Mm-hmm. Two, you offer access to people who are already going down. Right. You give them VIP access. You tell them, all the panels are open to everybody if you can buy tickets for them. Right. But you get first crack, and you get a discount because you've already given me money, because right. I've already secured it. There's number two. And number three is exclusivity towards those parties. And I don't care what anybody says. That big party is VIP only. That's it. Right. All the well, people I mean, there, that the stars show up at, that's VIP well, only. Well, I know that – I know because I've had friends and I've attended some of them that had – But that's a different party than the one I'm talking about. The no, one that, that Entertainment Weekly covers, the one that Access Hollywood covers, the, the one, one that, that takes Smith the pictures of Matt there. Smith and yeah, Chris Hemsworth and all them or that – you're not getting into that no, part. I didn't. I didn't get to go that one that year. But I, I had some friends that were there and met. What Matt do your Smith. friends do? One of them's the editor. One of, and his uh, mm-hmm. his wife. Mm-hmm. They're in the industry. Well, so are we. You know who he invites those parties? People who take pictures. People who go on Instagram well, or no, go on can... their websites. He puts people that are in Entertainment Weekly. He puts people from CBR and all those things to show. I'm Zachary Levi. And I'm awesome because I got the Avengers to go to my party. There's not a chance in hell that you would actually be able to make it into that party. You can go give him. $999,000. He's still not going to let you into that party. Well, you do know he is part of the Marvel Universe now, right? I don't care who the hell he is. He's a scam <laughs> artist. 
That charity is him alone. And look, he's been up front with what it is, right. which makes him even more of a douche. Because you're an idiot to think that I'm going to be able to say all this. I need a million dollars to throw a party. You know what I need? I need some money to pay my bills this month. Can I go on Indiegogo and go for it? I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to give you squat. But you need to give me cash so that I can pay my cell phone bill. No, I, I, I see your point. And I, I think that it could be a thing of just handling it. Or, or Here's the other thing. Indiegogo, you get your money no matter what, right? It's not like Kickstarter. Indie, Indiegogo, you get it no matter what. What if he doesn't make it? If he doesn't make the million dollars, I mean, they do take a percentage out of it. So if he doesn't get it, well, then, I mean, I guess he's going to use it towards a smaller venue, maybe. I don't know. I got a better idea. Unless he's already rented it. What, give all That's the, the other problem. Every media company would love to rent Petco. Has right. he already rented it? He doesn't have the money yet. So what does he do if he's short? Is he going to get on there and go, oh, okay, I was supposed to give you guys a million dollars. I guess I got to take it out of my own pocket. And the next year he's going to ask for $2 million? Okay, so let's put that on hold for a while. We won't enough talking about Zachary Levi. Joining us right now is Mike Altier from Corolla Digital Media. He is the digital content manager and campaign coordinator. Welcome to the show, Mike. Sorry, is your, name, is your last name Altier or Altair? It's uh, Altier. Altier. Okay, because I was – shut up. I, 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 I was thinking of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Who can read English, pal? I was going with Assassin's Creed, all right? I do, get the, I do get the the very cool reference to uh, Assassin's Creed sometimes. Do you want us to go with that? Do you want us to try and uh, start the uh, start making you a little bit cooler or something by going with that and we'll get that started, like a nickname or something? I don't know if, if even that will help my coolness. <laughs> hey, we're the coolest dudes in the room, all right? Geek chic, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so Mike, we have I'm I'm Rich. We have Chris and Ethan. You guys introduce yourself. I'm Chris. I'm Ethan. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Mike. Hey. So yeah, we'll get started with it. Um, was there any questions or anything that you wanted to add, or anything that um, I left off of the? Uh... No, I think that that list is good. Um, uh, don't really have any. You know, I, I looked at you guys. Uh, <clears throat> website and stuff and I really liked it you know I'm into the nerd culture and stuff and I know Adam isn't so I'm right. really happy that <laughs> we get to reach out to these guys and um cool because I know the um the nerds love their uh content so mm-hmm. we want to make sure we can keep it going bro if it wasn't for comic book podcasting I don't think there would actually be podcasting on the internet <laughs> other than Adam yeah, yeah. there'd be, so be sports the- and that's it and nothing else the very first, uh, like, one of what's really a really cool fun fact is, uh, the like a uh, part of the whole lawsuit is that Pat, uh, the guys at Personal Audio believe that they started podcasting, and they filed. They said that they released the first podcast in like 1996. <laughs> really? So part part of the efforts to figure out like if these guys had a valid claim or not were to go in and try to find the very first podcast to see if there was a podcast before that year. And they found one that was in 1994. Mm-hmm. That was a geek news podcast. <laughs> so it was called, I think it was called geek news. And geek, it was just geeks guys figured out first. geek. That's awesome. amazing. I graduated 94. That was before the internet was really anything though. Yeah, I was still, I was, I was graduating high school. Okay. Guys are podcasting. That's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, you associate, you associate podcasting with the internet, and well, you also associate it with digital audio. And right. You don't have it. Sorry, we're just riffing here. We should probably get started. Oh no! Yeah, it's. 
So yeah, as, as I said earlier, we you know we were going to have Mike on, who um, is what well, you're the digital uh, content manager for Adam and the campaign coordinator. Yes, uh, I guess when you work for Crowley, you kind of wear all hats. But uh, my day to day, I manage uh, a lot of Adam's uh, the social accounts for the show and everything, and uh, you know do some website stuff. And I was in charge of the Road Hard campaign and now the Patent Troll campaign. Cool. Now nice. I, I was on your uh, Curlopedia account. So um, you were what junior sixty two or sixty six? Junior to the power of sixty two. There you go. File Captain Wrangler. <laughs> um, you know, I actually counted those out. By the way, did you really? I'm impressed. I really do. My my uh, my friends love that that I'm on the Curlopedia, <laughs> um, and it is truly an honor. Um, yeah, I when I first started with Corolla. I started off at the lowest level of lackey, and uh, I haven't risen much since. But uh, my job was literally keep the fridge clean, you know, keep the the cabinets clean, right. uh, just do anything that uh, that I could find myself being useful. Um, I still do those things, but now um, I do other things as well. But that's how I started, so that's how I got that title. Nice. <laughs> um. So when I when I was researching this whole thing, I found that personal audio, you know, the trolls that they are, have sued other companies and a lot of the things. You know, they've sued Apple and that they've actually won a couple of these. But what I couldn't find out is, you know, really, what is a patent troll and how are they getting away with this? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so a patent troll, otherwise known as a non-practicing entity, is a person that buys patents. Or creates them, and you know they 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 get these very vague uh, patents, and they hire lawyers on their teams, or they are lawyers, and um, they find other technologies that loosely associate with the patents that they purchased, and sue those companies for a portion of their profits. Um, for uh, one of, in this case, this particular gentleman. Uh, uh, who was named by Personal Audio uh, has sued everyone. I believe Apple is a big name, and they've had a lot of different podcasts for multiple patents that they own. So it's not that they just own one patent and they do it. They buy a bunch of them, hire lawyers to find out where it applies, and get over as many people as they can. So in this case with these guys, is it is it a lawyer itself? Is it a consortium of people, or is it a single person that's then hired a team? Well, Personal Audio is... I mean, I, I don't know the, the whole details of the company, but I know it's one gentleman who's a failed inventor um, who has a team of lawyers at his side who has gone on and found, you know, bought patents and created a few and, you know, just gone out. In this case, personal audio, uh, this guy, he ha- he's had like a couple of ideas, and one of them is – uh, I guess it's, he he's, he claims that he owns that he created the first podcast, and what he used to do is he used to get people to record magazine articles, like pretty much to read the New York Times on a tape, and then he would go around and distribute those tapes monthly to his mailing list, and um, to him now that podcasting has done that digitally. 
we're infringing on him uh, distributing tapes. That 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 hit, that was his technology. If that makes any sense. So does that mean he sued all of the books on tape companies out of existence too? Because that's what basically <laughs> they were doing. That's what I was going with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't doubt. I mean, he's gone over the problem. The, here's the problem with the patent troll situation. The problem is one: there's a lack of education with everyone, both on the consumer level and the business and the creating level. The problem is, is that these guys are lawyers. They know the ins and outs of the law, and they go after the business owner whose focus is not on the law um, and says, you know, hey, you need to give us this much money and, and we'll go away. And here's a big letter full of legal mumbo jumbo, and we have to figure it out. So the owner, he sees the price tag of how much they want to take. In this case, they're suing us for $3 million. And or he asked us for three million dollars, I should say. Pocket change, right? Right, right for <laughs> us, right. So he says, "Hey, I want three million dollars." We and what we do is we look at the three million dollars and we say, "Okay, we can pay him three million, or we go to our lawyers and we say, "How much is it going to cost to fight this guy?" And every lawyer everywhere will tell you, "Settle, settle up," because pat when you fight in a patent. It's the opposite of every other case. So in every other case, if I accuse you of something, I have to prove that you did it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to patent troll lit- patent litigation, uh, these trolls know that it's the opposite. I have to prove that I didn't infringe on your patent. Mm-hmm. So it's the complete opposite. So there's a lot of research. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into this. So the lawyer just says, hey, I know how much I cost. I know how much this guy wants. It's probably worth your time just to settle. So the burden of proof is on you as basically the defendant is what you're saying. That's correct. Okay. And it, you know, it, it's very lengthy. And so most people just roll over. Mm-hmm. So the combination of people just rolling over and settling out of court and keeping their, and keeping the whole case and the lawsuit um, process just under wraps because they don't want to deal with any type of exposure creates a lack of education both on the consumer and business owners side that when we hear this we just hear oh patent troll you settle that's the end of it right but what it what it sounds like the way you're describing it that's extortion i mean it sounds like a, it, it it sounds like a plot out of you know a mob movie or a gang movie where you go from shop to shop and say you either pay me or else i'm gonna let the other gang come in and tear up everything and and knock everything down i mean what you described to me sounds like extortion and that's exactly, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I can tell you right now, I mean, I have a really, really, uh, I have a, a very cool job. I have a very fun job, but I have an also a job that's a very, a lot of responsibilities come on everyone that works at Corolla Digital because Corolla Digital is very much a small business. Right. You know, we though it's the number one podcast in the world, and yada 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 you know it's still just a small business and we're not making tv money or anything there's only maybe half of a dozen employees that work day to day making all these shows on the network so this guy is really tearing apart a small business and he's gonna tear away jobs you know if adam loses the suit and all of a sudden, you know, we all have to find jobs. That's, yeah. that's you know, a bunch of money lost in the economy. Right. Then, you know, that also sets a precedent too where, hey, you know what? You can sue for podcasting and you can, you know, and if anybody comes against him, they will lose. And they have said in interviews 
personal audio that if they win here right now, they're only going after for profit, um, you know, podcast, Mm -hmm. but in the future, they're going to go after anybody, anybody to get that licensing fee that they're looking for. Well, I saw that, um, or I heard that, uh, when Adam was talking on one of the, uh, shows, he, uh, Doug Benson's been served a letter and I think, uh, um, I think uh, Mark Marin also received one or something that you know from the same from the same digital audio or personal audio. personal audio, personal yeah, audio. yeah. So the, these they don't send. Adam is the only one named in this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in the actual lawsuit, it's Adam Corolla, NBC, and ABC, and we believe that they went after those three. You know, NBC and ABC, they have a collection of podcasts like How Stuff Works and, you know, uh, some other big ones, too. So we believe that they went after us because of the number of downloads that we have for being number one. Right. You know, um, so I believe that's why we were named with those three. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they, in their, the lawsuit, I think that they were talking about that it the claim is number 31 in their patent. It says the system for system for disseminating media content, representing episodes in a serialized sequence. Now, couldn't that be anything that is in a, you know, serialized sequence, you know, any episode. So any web series, any television show that's being aired on the internet or on media itself, couldn't that be considered part of their infringement? It could be the internet. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Tumblr blog that releases every Monday. It's a it's a YouTube channel that releases a kid doing his best Call of Duty kills every week. It's a it's a it's a guys talking about their favorite movies every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything? Yeah, I mean that's that's he's he's uh, he's saying he owns the patent on a playlist. Right, that's what a playlist is. And so he can sue uh, my iPod, basically. He, Even well, he can I see mean, your mixtapes. Exactly, he can see your mixtapes. Well, and and really, he already has. You know, he's mm-hmm. already gone after Apple, and he's already done all that. And the reason why he's gone after the why he goes after the big companies is because he know he knows they'll pay. Adam did a, an interview on uh, on K Rock's Kevin and Bean, who's a local sign, uh, radio host out here in, in L.A. They he he was uh, out there. I mean, he did a thing with them, and they they came out there and said, "Hey, you know what? We get hit up by these guys all the time, mm-hmm. and our lawyers always say, just settle, just mm-hmm. settle." So who knows how many times that these patent trolls strike and and just get paid? And there's no, absolutely no consequence for them putting the lawsuits out there. Mm-hmm. Now, when Mark, when Kev, or when. Um well, I was about to say when Kevin and Bean were on Mark's show. Sorry. When Adam was on Mark's show, I think he mentioned something about how the president and Congress have both learned of this type of trolling and about how it's affecting you know, po- not just podcasting but serialized you know, uh, episodes and that there's a chance that this could go before Congress or something where it could just throw out the whole thing right then and there before it even gets to a lawsuit. Um, I don't know how much of that you know is accurate and how much of it I'm actually quoting, but do you know anything about that side of it? Yeah. Um, so Obama has come out and said that we need patent litig- uh, like reform because the the burden that it's causing on the American economy is now noticeable, and not only both in 
the court system and how much it's costing to try these cases and go through with them, but on just the, I guess, progress of the small business and the inventors, um, there are plenty of people that say they don't do things or they stop the progress of their innovations because they're scared of patent troll litigation. Um, so Obama's come out and, and called on Congress to change these laws. And those laws are, from uh, the accounts that I've read, in the process of being looked at and being, you know, having some reform come to them in the future. But that's the future. I right. mean, you know, we all know the progress that comes in these types of places is very slow. And right now we have a court date, and our court date is in September. I don't think there's going to be something going through in the federal system uh, before <laughs> November when we have to go to Texas and fight this guy. Right. So unfortunately, in the meantime, while while companies are doing um, like the, companies like the EFF are doing good things against personal audio, and while Congress looks at uh, patent uh, patent litigations and tries to reform it to be more. Uh, I guess in the favor of the people that are creating things, new technologies in particular, we still have a court date to get to and we need to fight it. And instead of rolling over and settling with those guys, we're fighting it because Adam believes in podcasting and he loves it and he doesn't want to go back to radio and he listens to podcasts daily and he thinks that it's worth fighting for. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's something that he's not just fighting for himself. He's fighting for everyone. I mean, we can infer that he's fighting for us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. I, when I, when I talk to him, I mean, I, I, I sometimes wish that on Adams on the campaign page on fundanything.com that I could post Adam's schedule because it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, he has his book and he has all his other projects going, but every free moment that he has, he's talking on the phone to somebody. And, you know, when I, I go to him with, with a lot of the, the things he's like, you know, I just can't do that. He's like, I want you to do it. You know, you know what this is about. Go out there and do it and just spread the word because people need to know what this is about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to hear your boss say that, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I work for, in this case, a show. But when you hear your boss, like, giving up his free time and doing something because he believes it's the right thing to do and literally has nothing to gain from it. It's not like we get to sue these guys and then we get to collect the money back from them from all the lawyer fees. Right. That's a very, very rare occurrence. That never, ever happens. Right. Um, so this is all a loss for him. And all the time and all the money that he's putting into it on his, on his own personal side is all at a loss to him. Um, but he just believes in it so much. He believes in the medium so much that, yeah, he's fighting for you. So much in the sense that if this all goes through, and let's say we don't use all the money. Let's say uh, we raise, you know, two, three million dollars, and it only cost us a million dollars to fight this guy. Well, guess what? That two million, that extra million that's just sitting there is going to sit there. That way, if anybody, if this guy comes and says, "Hey, Nerdables, you guys got to pay me a licensing fee. I, this is my demand letter. You know, you guys show us the lawsuit, and you guys tap into that money." And you guys fight them because this is a community thing. It's a whole podcasting community that we're fighting for. I'm pretty sure Mike just told us that we just won a million dollars. That's only only if we piss them off. You mentioned the fund anything page. Uh, you know the exact account. Like, what do we look up under? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we go to fundanything.com. Yeah, you can go to fundanything.com. We have a big banner there on the homepage. Mm -hmm. If you want to go there directly, 
You can go to funanything.com slash patent troll. Uh, uh, that's a page that I like to update as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you'll find interviews that Adam's done with, like I mentioned, Kevin and Bean and like you mentioned, Mark Marin. Um, there's, there are interviews there with other radio personalities like Dennis Prager. We have clips from uh, interviews with uh, the creator of FARC.com and uh, another thing with Ira Glass on This American Life that covers patent trolls. Mm-hmm. We like to post news articles that are, that are covering the topic. And plus we like to add a lot of perks. So as, you know, as more podcasts get involved and as we talk to more people – they're offering up perks on the site for their fans to take advantage of. So the, the, the website's always evolving, and there's always new things to, to be on there. And in fact, this Friday, we're going to be doing another perk, and we would actually just decided that we're going to do this today so I can give you guys a crazy exclusive of what we're going to wow, do. Wow, yeah. cool. Thank you. Just make right. sure you also tell other people because there's not a lot of people that are going to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, starting on March uh, on March 27th, we're going to have a, uh, a benefit concert with Mark Marin, Doug Benson, Adam Carolla, Kevin and Bean, and Andy Summers of The Police is going to play a set. Uh, the following day, uh, March 28th, if you go to the website, funnything.com slash patent troll, uh, we will be offering a download of that show, but we want to do it. We want to make this show available to everybody, but want to be able to give people the chance to donate. So we're kind of going to do like a radio head in rainbows type thing where if you want to download it and you don't want to pay anything, you can, but if you feel like you want to, you, you could pay for it what you want. If you want to give $10, you want to give a hundred dollars, you want to give $2, you're going to have the option to give whatever you want. And in return, you're going to be able to download that show and enjoy what's just sure to be a really, really awesome, fun show to listen to. And you guys are doing another benefit as well this week, correct? Yeah, they're doing a benefit on uh, the 27th you mentioned. It's, that's when da- – that's down um, – You said it was Thursday. It's you Thursday, it Friday. Thursday 27th. Yeah. Friday the 28th, it, their website's going to be updated with the actual podcast that they're recording or the show that they're recording on Thursday. Hmm. I, that's that's what you said, right? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Okay, uh, what you, and all of our listeners uh, on every page of our website, we have a link to the Fund Anything um, site um, that has the link. We also have up there an article that we did from two weeks ago when we uh, when we first brought this up to attention. Um, so, and I just want all the fan, uh, listeners out there to know that. Adam's actually using his own money to fund this as well because I know that he – I think you guys are trying to move the the hearing from Texas out here to California and he that, put like $50,000 $50, up just to try to get that going. Yeah. I mean they they are known to have some type of favor in um, – in this small town, whatever the favor that they have is, I mean, it's not exactly been explained to me at any rate. Um, but yes, it's, it's a, um, I don't know what it is, you know, uh, I guess, you know, but they just have a hold there and they can't like the, the judicial system there won't allow them to move it to California. Um, and it's really sad too. I mean, it's sad because, you know, this guy, it feels like he's taking advantage of this small town. 
they've done some research, and in order for you to file a lawsuit in this town in Texas, you have to have offices there. So this guy has an office, uh, personal audio. They own a floor of a building. And if you go to this floor and you knock on every door in, in, on the floor, nobody will answer because nobody works there. <laughs> right. You know, they only rent the floor so they could, you know, it's like going to the Galactic Senate and all those rows of pods where people were at were just empty because it's like that many offices. It's like 150, 200 offices that are just empty. That's the kind of money we need where we can rent an entire floor of a building and don't need to put anybody in it. Look yeah. at Mike. Look at Mike. That is F you money right there. Like right. I just I just bought the floor of a building and I'm not gonna put anybody in it, so F you. She <laughs> like how Mike just starts his nerdism right there by uh, throwing in that Star Wars reference. Pretty oh cool. you guys caught that. Oh yes. okay. Of course. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't on, I was kind of on that's a natural instinct. I'm a big Star Wars fan, by the way. Huge, huge. Yeah, so we didn't we are we didn't have to bring it up. I know we people didn't people would have caught it. Well, it yes. okay. <laughs> I just people wanted, discover I wanted Mike on their to own. know that we caught it. And because Mike it was knows, throwing there very subtly. Knows. I like that. He knows. So before we let you go, Mike, we we have this I, Call this. We have this guy that calls into the show all the time. Are you really going to play this? One? I am going to play this for him. And <laughs> Sorry, Mike. We okay. uh, it was ni- it was nice having you. I know we're never going to talk to you again. This, this my g- name is Chris, by the way. I'm not really endorsing this part of it. So <laughs> this guy has a. I, I we can't tell if he's a fan of our show or if he is just um, a comedian that's trying to just you know have some fun with us. Um, but he goes by the name of Nacho Man Dandy Savage, which is kind of a take on the old uh, wrestler and Macho Man Randy Savage. Or Ma- Randy Red Savage. Savage. There you go. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because when he calls in, usually it's just some random thing about he wants to come here and kick our asses or whatever. But this time he actually was mentioning you know patent trolling and everything. So I wanted to play it for you so you could hear this. So because it, it's just it's out there. It's funny, but you know it is showing that the message is getting out there. Great, I'd love to hear it. All right, so uh, let me get this thing queued up here. Well, hi and hello there, guys. Now, I must admit, uh, I've been looking around for you here in Louisiana for a while, and you guys are running scared, aren't you? Because I ain't find you nowhere. So I'm going to tell you one thing, and one thing only. After some heavy research, I found out I'm in the wrong L.A. found out that L.A. is short for Louisiana. However, you guys are in California. So I'm going to make my way there, okay? <laughs> But I have one stop first. I'm going to make my way down to Beaumont. Beaumont is where these patent trolls are, apparently, that are trying to shut down podcasts. And you know what? I'd be damned if anybody shuts you down before I get there to shut my boot in your ass. So let me tell you one thing. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to shut these guys down before they shut you down. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't know what's coming. So let me tell you. I don't know exactly which Beaumont it's in, so I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to make my way to the first stop that I know, and that's in Kansas, to their office. Go upstairs, shine my boot up real nice, turn it sideways and stick it straight up their asses. Yeah, they'll teach them. No one messes with my sacred favorite host of the man show, Adam Carolla. So after I beat their asses, you guys at the Nerdables.com crew are next. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Okay, there's two problems with this. Number one, second, <laughs> second favorite man, man host. Hey, but dude, apparently he's you just said you're going to go to the offices and kick their ass. Mike just told us there's nobody at the office. Right. Well, he doesn't <laughs> you know are that screwed. apparently. apparently he Sorry, Dandy, you are screwed. You're going to go to the offices. You're going to kick some doors down. There ain't going to be nobody in them. Uh, First of all, he's okay, also in the wrong state. 
We we've known this uh, this individual to be a little uh, loose in the head, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he told us he was walking down to us from North Dakota at one point, and he somehow ended up in Walla Walla, Washington, and then down to Louisiana, Louisiana. at one point. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a little off his rocker. Okay, well, I got I got I got a, like an obs- a couple of observations. First one is. I think that guy is pretty awesome. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. His his his, his, his macho man thing is it's working for me. I don't know what it is, but it works. Uh, I, I love it. Two, I think he's a little confused. I believe that he was uh, referring to uh, a wrestling move done by The Rock by uh, by shining up his boot real nice and uh, turning it sideways. However, I, I will approve of that particular move. Nice. And uh, uh, three, um, legaldefense at adamcorolla.com. Please send us more audio like that. That I would love to put something like that up on the campaign page. That would oh, be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this, this guy, um, he's been all over the place trying to uh, get to us. I think it was because we had never mentioned wrestling at all. And then all of a sudden we started getting this guy saying that he was going to come down here and, you know, put a boot in our ass and whatnot. But you really need to hear uh, – he called in during Christmas and was singing Christmas carols. <laughs> oh, and it was amazing. His, his rendition of uh, Christmas carols and holiday songs is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Well, I, I definitely got to say – I know uh, you guys have me on my way out here, but uh, I guess my, my – my final thought here. First one is when I checked out your guys' website, you guys mentioned Star Wars Dark Empire. It's something that everyone needs to read if they can. Second, if they could find the audiobook somewhere and listen to that audiobook, it's great. Please listen to that. I've listened to it twice. It's fantastic. You know the audiobook? Good God. <laughs> I worked the audiobook my, is my really first good, retail dude. job besides helping out my local comic shop was working for an audiobook store. So like I have a stupid background in audiobooks. It's really dumb, but yeah, they, no. they had uh, they had an audiobook for that comic, and it was crazy. Yeah, it's good. It was my first like audiobook that I listened to that had like all the extra sounds and everything to it. Yeah. Um, I think the the last one that I actually heard was I I listened to the Darth Bane trilogy. Um, it's another great trilogy for any Star Wars fans out there. It takes like in the you know. Before the movies, way before, but it's a it's a really good series uh, mm. about this one guy that was just this lowly uh, mine worker on this lonely planet and just rises up the ranks. It's a really really good story. It sounds like we need to have Mike on. I was going to say just we're, talk Star Wars. We're going to have to have Mike on when we do a, nothing but a Star Wars one. Um, that would be great. That would be great. That's like and, half of our podcast or nothing but <laughs> a Star Wars. But we one. Have, but no, like, like just, we have a superlative of like who's your favorite character? What's your favorite book? Do you agree that Karen Travis is awesome and that Dave Filoni's an idiot? <laughs> Stuff like that. That would be great. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We can have uh, – if you guys want to have it back on, there's only one subject that I will uh, like fight to the teeth on. And it's really divided me and a lot of my friends. <laughs> it's um, – so everybody knows like in Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, Ghost of Anakin Skywalker pops back up when uh, the Ewoks are banging on the helmets and skulls of fallen stormtroopers. Right. Ewoks are nasty, uh, man. <laughs> So who deserves to be there? Is it old Anakin, like they were in the originals, 
or is it new Anakin, like young Anakin? You mean child killer Anakin? <laughs> okay, dude, I I will go nuts because it it's okay. I don't know. I don't know if I should reveal my position right now. Well, I'll tell you what. Let us go since you got yours. We'll go around the table first. Ethan, you tell us yours, and then we'll go down the line because I think mine's going to be different than what any of you guys think. Yeah, I think they should have just kept it the same way with the old uh, old Darth Vader. In my opinion, the old Anakin. Oh yeah, Chris. They should change it to Jake Lloyd. <laughs> just give that that little I, I, I hear he needs a job so I can see well I'm going to be more of a nerd than any of you right now because Darth Vader Anakin should not be there at all because as the, they state at the end of episode 3 is that you'd had to learn how to use the force to learn this ability to commune with it after death so Anakin would have never learned how to commune with the force after death because he had already turned to the dark side. Yeah, so he shouldn't be there at all. That doesn't give the happy ending people want in the movies. Well, it's, also, it's also a fallacy because he could have learned it anyway. It has nothing to say that it's a dark side or light side power. Well, uh, it's a force power. It's a force power. Well, okay. I'll give you <laughs> Mike, your input? No, I, I have like friends that just swear that it should be Mr. Christensen. Um, like, and I just don't understand. Those people, like, no, those people are not no, your friends. No, like it, it, it's at the very end, you know, they're on the second Death Star. Death Star is exploding. And, he, you know, he does that. You saved me. Now go. And he says, you know, go. And then Luke still carries him up the ramp anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, let him burn. He's going to burn anyway. But, um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then so he technically gets saved as the old man. Yes. Right. So if he's old Anakin, he gets saved as old Anakin. Then he's good. You don't get to choose to, to be 20 years old blue ghost for the rest of your life <laughs> otherwise obi and everybody else would have done it yeah you think yoda would look a little bit better than he does there but no i'm with you that yes the, the moment that he saves himself when he decides to you know the, the the best moment of all six of them when he looks at his son and he looks at his master he looks at his son he looks at his master and then decides to kill his master that's when he he does one selfless yeah. act in his redeems life redeems himself and redeems himself and that's where he should be and the fact that George Lucas is going to hell for the fact that he added that stupid no. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Mike. And I refuse. I've actually, I, Rich, back me up on this. I refuse to watch the Blu-ray of it because I refuse to have that scene ruined. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I've never, I, I will never watch it. I'll watch all the all five of the other ones in Blu-ray, but I'll never watch that film because that's my favorite scene in all of it. It's such an ama- an amazing moment, and it was done so well in silence that adding that line to me is blasphemy. It is really bad. I, I do admit that there are subtle changes that I I see throughout the films that just bother the crap out of me. I think because you're right. There Boba Fett's voice of... in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I miss the old voice. I love that voice. And then they changed it to Timmy Morrison's voice. And I've been pissed. Um, speaking of which, I, I, yeah. did you? what do you think about the blinking Ewoks? Because my daughter, who's six years old, has a very, very strong opinion that Ewoks should not blink. And it's just very creepy. <laughs> it does look creepy, though. I think I, I saw a clip of it. it she like, loves Ewoks, and that just made her so mad. I mean, that's as mad as like Chris getting over the no. <laughs> Nobody gets I, as mad as I do over the no. I'll tell you that right now. So I had this. I I have this girlfriend of mine. You know, she puts up with my obsession, mm. and um, so we're watching. You know, the Ewoks. We're getting through this, and I'm telling her like, look, I, it's going to get kind of weird right now. <laughs> But just kind of get through it. Just understand these Ewoks. They look small, but they throw rocks really, really hard. And as we're watching it, she says, oh, my God, look. 
the Ewok, it's blinking. And I was like, I wonder how they did that. And I was like, oh, no, they didn't do that. They added that. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. It wouldn't make sense that they couldn't blink. So I made her watch the whole movie, got the VHS, you know, <laughs> and put that in. I was like, look, which one looks better, blink or no blink? She says, no blink. There you go. There because you go. it makes them look more alien. Okay, mm-hmm. you just admitted that you have a VHS player. Oh, dude, I don't watch. I don't like to watch the blue. I have the 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 trilogy on or the saga on Blu-ray, and I don't really. I watch it on VHS, uh, preferably. Wow. Just, yeah, I really do. I like the I I like the lines where I remember the lines being like the, where the tape breaks up and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't. I really don't know if you're the right person to be fighting for the future of technology. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if you're really the spokesperson, you know, to go out there and say we need a future of going back to VHS tapes and Betamax. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I will send you guys. I will send you guys a, a, in my in my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess it's really a closet. Let's be honest. <laughs> a closet. I More than I Corolla, have. I have a, a big picture of the three, uh, you know, le- uh, the leaders on the first assault um, of the of the Death Star, mm. like like a painting of the three faces, you know. Oh, nice. So I'm a, I'm a huge huge nerd. We can I, I definitely could go <laughs> all night and all day with you guys. Yeah, we'll it's it's to, good we'll that you guys notice again. the little things because it's the little things that that truly bother me. <laughs> yeah, truly bother me about the thing. We are definitely going to have to have you on here for some of the other shows we do. I'll, I'll have Def- to. I'll have to definitely email you on that when we do it. When we know we're going to do a Star Wars one, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love to. Um, also, I guess that was the first thing, and then second thing before I go, I definitely want to let everybody know that's listening to this podcast that you know it's going to funnything dot com slash patent troll. And giving what you can, if it's five dollars, if it's ten dollars, if it's a thousand dollars, whatever it is, I mean, you're putting your money. It's not just about Corolla, and it truly isn't. It's really about this whole medium of podcasting. And what's so great about podcasting is, I have no idea who you guys are. We know just because of emailing and the, and the medium of podcasting that we're able to have these good conversations. Mm-hmm. And for the two people that hung on and listened to all the way to the end, um, <laughs> two is know, being massively <laughs> generous. I'll say that right now. You know, they, they, this is like a, a, these are opinions and things that you would never ever be able to hear. And as this medium grows, this will go away because mm-hmm. it won't be something like three guys getting together and talking about what they grew up with and what made them happy and sharing that with other people, like minded people. Because it'll be too expensive to do it, or, or it'll be too, you'll have to go through getting you know paying something or, or applying to have a podcast, mm-hmm. and the yeah. sharing of ideas and the sharing of information and the sharing of stories is what the internet has grown to be. Mm. And for the first time, for the first time ever, we're being asked not to fight by signing an online petition or or you know by not going to a website or choosing. Facebook over MySpace. Mm-hmm. For the first time, we're we're being asked to defend something with our wallets instead of our keyboards. And I hope that you know the listeners that are listening here, they just give uh, fifty cents for every hour they listen to a podcast, or a dollar for every hour, um, or whatever it is. Get some rewards that are on the site because they're awesome. Um, show your support by sharing the site and everything on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram, whatever you have. And uh, let's just keep this medium growing. Let's keep it. Let's keep it free, and let's keep it accessible to everybody. And, and watch it grow. And watch 
and watch the great things that are going to happen in the future with it. Amen. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'll just add one more thing to that because this podcasting is really the first time that anyone can really have a voice and be heard. Because with the internet, with with all the different sites up there, anybody can pick up a microphone, pick up a earbuds, put it in, and be able to talk their opinion. And you know, other people from around the world can actually listen to it. And for them to come after us like this, it's almost like really coming after the First Amendment to me. Yeah, you know, so, absolutely, absolutely. That's one hundred percent true. So I'm encouraging everybody to go to fundanything.com backslash patent trolls. And let's help, you know, Adam, which is going to be helping ourselves and helping everybody else. And for the whole podcasting community to come together on this would be an amazing feat. And like I said to you in the email, anything you guys need, just let us know. We'll be there to help out. I appreciate it, guys. I, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have me back. Oh, Mike, I'd love to have you back anytime you want. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you, Mike. And that was my Mike Altair, or Altair, as I'm going to call him, because he is a badass, just like in Assassin's Creed. But yeah, he's definitely talking about patent trolls, which is something that you know it, it affects everybody within podcasting world. You guys have anything else to add? I don't think so. I think we covered everything and more. No, nope, I think so. So as always, uh, you can check us out at nerdables we are on stitcher radio um which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device you can listen to us you can go check out adam's show uh you can check out all the podcasts and hopefully we'll all be there you know after september uh but we're also on soundcloud blip.tv itunes you can go to our own website www.nerdables.com to listen to all of our podcasts there you are the first person in five years to actually say www in front of it. Really? Yeah. I think so. I've no, I, I would be more shocked if he put http colon www.nerdables.com. I take that back. I think Conan O'Brien did that bit for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing is the slash he uses is the face of Slash, the guitarist from Gunner. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash nerdables. And as Ethan would love to tell us, where are we on Twitter? At Nerdable Show. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying help save podcasting. Go to funanything.com backslash patent trolls and contribute, like Mike said, at 50 cents all the way up to whatever you want to contribute or can contribute. And put a boot in their ass. And put a boot in their ass. Until next time. Oh my God.